Hello, um, good day everyone listening to this podcast. Um, this is Eugene and um, um, basically um, what, what, what I'm doing is it's, it's, it's just a conviction I've had, I've had in my heart and to basically read the whole New Testament um, as from Matthew to Revelation. So each day you'll be reading um, at least two verse, um, two chapters of each book um, daily. So after you complete Matthew, then we move to the next, then move to the next, then move to the next. So um, it's, it's just a personal work. Um, I'm just doing it for myself, just to learn about Christ more and to know more about Christ. That's why I'm basically taking this um, agenda or work. So I'll be starting with Matthew, and when I read it and I feel something in the spirit, then I'll just speak about it. But mainly, I'm just reading the word and just taking the key, the key point that will have influence in my life and what God will use to speak to me. So I'll, I'll be starting from Matthew chapter one. So here I start. So the book of the ancestry. Okay, so um, before I start, before I start, I'm using the amplified version, so it will be amplified version throughout. Um, you can use any other version that's King James, NLT, any other form of version, but, uh, yeah, so, but I believe that the, the reason I'm using the Amplified is because I like the, um, basically the grammar, basically, like the depth of, it, the, of, of the grammar. The reason I didn't use the King James is because I'm not really versed in the old English, so maybe sometimes it's hard for me to understand certain things. Yes, so I'll be using the Amplified version. So I start the book of the ancestry, that the genealogy of Christ Jesus, of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So Christ means the Messiah, the Anointed, the Son, that descend, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was the father of Jacob. And Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Aram. Aram, the father of Aminadab. Aminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, Jesse, the father of King David, King David, the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Whether you can find it in Ruth chapter 4, verse 18 to 22, or Chronicles chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. And verse 7 I read, Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, then Abijah the father of Asa, then Asa the form the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram or Jehoram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, then Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz. Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Ammon, 
Ammon the father of Josiah, jo- and Josiah became the father of Jeconiah, also called Coniah and Jehoiakim. And his brothers about the time of the removal to Babylon. So after the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shethel. And Shethel the father of Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel the father of Abuth. Abuth the father of Eliakim. Eliakim the father of Azor. Azor the father of Sadok, Sadok the father of Akim, Akim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eliza, Eliza the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ, which is the Messiah. The anointed so sorry um, one minute please sorry so um so now we are at um, reverse i'm sorry um, i made a mistake and went back i'm looking for the verse again okay yeah so verse 16 jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who's, who is called Christ, the Christ, that the Messiah anointed. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14. From David to Babylonia, Babylonian exile is 14 generations. From Babylonian exile to the Christ is also 14 generations. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place under these circumstances. When his mother Mary had been promised and married to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly and to shame and disgrace her decided to repudiate and dismiss her quietly and secretly repudiate means um i'm coming sorry i'll, I'll be looking at um, the meaning of certain words in the dictionary because sometimes it's i need a meaning to understand certain things repudiate repudiate means to refuse to accept so um so joseph didn't want to disgrace mary publicly so um he refused to accept the um he tried to repudiate that refused to accept and dismiss her quietly and secretly so he refused to accept the pregnancy and tried to dismiss her quietly that divorce her quietly and secretly now verse 20 but as he was thinking this over behold an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, that is, is from, or is out of the Holy Spirit. 
she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus the Greek the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua which means Savior Joshua the Greek form so Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua so um, I'm kindly checking the um, Hebrew the Hebrew um, form of Jesus which 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 is Yeshua 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 so um so Yeshua Yeshua is the Greek form of Jesus which means savior so he was um, the angel told um, Mary that she'll bear a son no actually she will yes the the angel was communicating with Joseph sorry so he, he, he told Joseph that she that's Mary will bear a son and his name shall be called Yeshua that's in the Hebrew translation which means savior said for he will save his people from their sins that is prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life which is God so all this took place that it might be fulfilled which the Lord had spoken through the prophet behold the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which when translated means God with us so it said behold the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son and they shall call him Emmanuel which means God is with us then Joseph being aroused from his sleep did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him he took his head to his side as his wife so after all this dialogue between Joseph and in a dream with the angel after that when he woke up he took Mary as his wife but he had no union with her as her husband until she had born her first son and he called his name Jesus Yeshua so even though Joseph married Mary he didn't have any form of union that they didn't have any form of intimacy until she gave birth to Jesus Christ so um, after 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 he married Mary he didn't know her that he didn't have any form of intimacy and until she um, gave birth to um, Jesus now chapter 2 chapter 2 going now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold wise men that astrologers from the east came to Jerusalem asking where is he who has been born of who has been born king of Jews for we have seen his star in the east at its rising and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and troubled, and the whole of Jerusalem with him. So he called together all the chief priests and learned men, that are the scribes of the people, and anxiously asked them where the Christ was to be born. They replied to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. 
And this prophet they are talking about is prophet Isaiah because he was the one that said that a, um, a child will be born and his name will be Emmanuel. So when you read Isaiah, I think, yes, Isaiah, I don't remember the particular, but when you read Isaiah, well, like he made this, um, this prophecy. And you, Bethlehem, um, Matthew 2, verse 6, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are not in any way least or insignificant among the chief cities of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, that's a leader, who will govern and shepherd my people. Then Herod sent for the wise men secretly and accurately to the last point ascertained from them the time of the appearing of the star. That is how long the star had had made itself visible since its rising in the east. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search for the child carefully and diligently and when you have found him bring me word that I too may come and worship him when they had listened to the king they went their way and behold the star which had been seen in the east in its rising went before them until it came and stood over the place where the young child was when they saw the star they were thrilled with ecstatic joy and on going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasure box, they presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And receiving an answer to their asking, they were divinely instructed and warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they departed their own own country by a different way. Now they had gone. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take on to you the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there till I tell you, for Herod intends to search for the child in order to destroy him. And having risen, he took the child and his mother by night and withdrew to Egypt and remained there until Herod's death. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod when he realized that he had been misled by the wise men, was furiously enraged, and he sent and put to death all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the territory who were two years old and under, reckoning according to the date which he had investigated diligently and had learned exactly from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud and, and loud lamentation, Rachel re- weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they were no more. 
But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take unto you the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Then he awoke and arose and took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But because he had he heard the Achilles, he heard that Achilles was ruling over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being divinely warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, to that was spoke to what so, so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene, which means branch or separated one. So um, we end here. Um, I'll be reading every two chapters every single day. And um, I believe that um, this, this two chapters basically just tells us the, the genealogy, that the generations of Jesus Christ, that that's that the, the 14 generations for um is it um abraham then the 14 generation to that's to david then four generations to christ so it basically tells us um, the different many generations or the genealogy of christ basically so and also tells us the birth of christ how how christ was um was brought to this earth and it was through the the, the conception or the conceived of, 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 of the Holy Spirit by Mary and the Holy Spirit filled Mary so much that she conceived um, Christ and when Christ was born um, the angel told Joseph to name the child Yeshua which means Jesus which means the anointed one the Savior the same Christ means the anointed one but Yeshua means Savior in Hebrew so um, so these two passages tells us the birth of Christ and, and, and also the attack of Herod to Christ. Basically, when he heard that a new king of the Jews is born, he was like, who is this king of the Jews? Because he wanted to persecute and kill and destroy this child. But God being so good, he was able to direct Joseph and Mary and was able to protect the child to the land of Nazareth. So I believe from the um, from the um, chapter three going, we'll learn more about the um, how Christ basically grew up, and and, 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 and and we'll see what the Bible has for us. So now what we know is we have a Savior who has come to to, to earth. Basically, now we, what we want to say is what has He come to do. So that's what we'll be reading each chapter every day to see the New Testament, to see the Gospel, to see the purpose. Of this new savior who is Yeshua, who is Jesus, and we we'll see and as I as we we'll read in each day, I pray that God be God being so good, He will reveal to us the purpose of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the whole essence of His 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 life on earth, and what we are supposed to do, basically. So um, I pray that God bless you richly. And I pray that as we've indulged in his word, I believe that you come to understanding of his word and i pray that the holy ghost will give you wisdom and understanding for you to understand whatever we read and say so that you be, you be informed in 
take a good decision. I thank you for um, going with me through this passage. Um, tomorrow, God willing, we'll be going through chapter 3 and chapter 4 and onwards. And God bless you and have a wonderful day. Hello guys, um, hope today is a good day, so we are still on Matthew, we are starting from, we are continuing with chapter 3 today, so Matthew 3 verse 1, I read, in those days there appeared John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, repent, think differently, change your mind, regretting your sins and changing your conduct, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is who was this is this is this is he who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said the voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare the road for the Lord, make his highways straight. This same John's garment were made of camel's hair, and he wore a leather girdle about his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the country round about the Jordan went out to him, and they were baptized in the Jordan by him, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who want you to flee and escape from the wrath and indignation that is coming? Bring forth fruit that is consistent with repentance. And do not presume to, your, to say to yourself, We have Abraham our forefather. For I tell you, God is able to raise up descendants for Abraham from these stones. But I like the verse 8. The verse 8 says, Bring forth fruit that is consistent with repentance. Um, it will be good to highlight um, certain texts so that um, maybe you can go back to it. And already the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Um, I'm coming. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my, my Bible. underline the word in my actual Bible that will continue the, um, Matthew um, 3 verse 8 
actually bring forth fruit that is consistent with with repentance. Verse 9. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I tell you, God is able to raise up descendants for Abraham, for Abraham from these stones. Verse 10. And already the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you in water because of repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy of it to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and with fire. His, his winnowing fan, the shovel or fork, in his hands and he will thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor and gather and store his wheat in his barn but the shaft he will burn up with fire that cannot be put out then jesus came from galilee to the jordan to john to to be baptized by him but john protested strenuously having in mind to prevent him saying it is i who have need to be baptized by you and do you come to me but jesus replied to him permit it just now for this is the fitting way for us to fulfill all righteousness then he permitted him and when jesus was baptized he went up at once out of the water and behold the heavens were opened and john saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. 17. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, my beloved, in whom I delight. So, um, we are continuing with verse, um, chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led, that guided by the Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights and later he was hungry and the tempter came and said to him if you are God's son command these stones to be made bread but he replied it has been written man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God then the devil took him into the holy city and placed him on a turret, that's a pinnacle, a cabal, of the temple sanctuary. Verse 6. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels charge over you, and they will bear you up on their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written also, You shall not tempt, test thoroughly, or try exceedingly the Lord your God. Verse 8 Again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Verse 9 And he said to him, 
these things all taken together I will give you if you prostrate yourself before me and do homage and worship me. Verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it has been written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil departed from him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested and put in prison, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea in the country of Zebulun and Naphtali. That was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be brought to pass. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali in the way to in the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, and of the people who are not of Israel. Verse 16. The people who sat in the darkness, the people who sat in the darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the land and shadow of death, light has dawned. Verse 17. From that time Jesus began to preach crying out, Repent, change your mind for the better, heartily, heartily amend your ways, with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 18, As he was walking by the sea of Galilee, he noticed two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, throwing a dragnet into the sea, for they were fishermen. 19, he said to them, Come after me as disciples, letting me be your guide. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20. At once they left their nets and became his disciples. Verse 21. And going on further from there, he noticed two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets and putting them right and he called them verse 22 at once they left the boat and their father and joined jesus as disciples verse 23 and he went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people Verse 24, so the report of him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all who were sick, those afflicted with various diseases and torments, those under the power of demons, epileptics, and paralyzed people, and he healed them. 25, and great crowds joined and accompanied him about, coming from Galilee and Decapolis district of the ten cities east of the Sea of Galilee and Jerusalem and Judea and from the other side of the Jordan. So we've read about um, in Matthew 3 and 4 and um, we talked about um, basically um, Jesus Christ being baptized by John and also being tempted by the devil in, um, in chapter 4 and going about spreading um, the good news and also healing the sick. So um, I believe I believe 
that um, this these two chapters actually blessed you because um, this reading of this New Testament is about knowing um, Christ more and knowing the purpose that he came to this earth to fulfill and also believing in him and also making him your Lord and personal seeker. So this journey is just to understand his word and read his word daily so that it, 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 it would nourish us and also give us wisdom and knowledge in all our workings and all our dealings daily. Pray that you are blessed and tomorrow we'll be look, going through um, 5 and 6 as I said, each day we'll be looking at two chapters till we finish the whole New Testament. Then we'll see what the Lord will do after that one. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Okay, hello guys. Today has been great and it has continued your day. I hope you start in the name of Jesus. I hope that today will be a wonderful day. So um yesterday we read uh, Matthew chapter three, chapter two to three. No, sorry. Yes, chapter two and no, yesterday I think we read three to four. Yeah, chapter three to four. Yeah, we read chapter three to four, and today we're reading chapter five to six okay um, let's grab our bible so as i'm saying i'm using the amplified version i have king james by the side but i'm using amplified to read yes so um matthew 5 verse 1 seeing the crowds he went up on the mountain and when he was seated his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed, happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions. I like how I like how amplified um, explains certain words. That's what blessed means. Right? Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Verse 4. Blessed and enviable. Blessed and enviably happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be completely satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed and happy and enviably fortunate and spiritually prosperous are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. Be glad, verse 12, be glad and supremely joyful for your reward in heaven is great. For in this same way people persecuted the prophets who were before you. Verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltness be restored? It is no good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and thrown underfoot by men. Like this one, said, you are the salt of the world. The, the, the King James says in 13, he says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Yes, that's what the King James says. Okay, so verse 14, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven verse 17 do not think that i have come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets i have come not to do away with or undo but to complete and fulfill them for truly i tell you verse 18 for truly i tell you until the sky and earth pass away and perish, not one smallest letter nor one little hook will pass from the law until all things are accomplished. 19. Whoever then breaks or does away with or relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches men, so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he who practices them and teaches others to do so shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness is more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord have mercy. Verse 21. You have heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not kill. And whoever kills shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. Verse 22. But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice, enmity of heart against him shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. And whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you cursed fool, 
shall be liable to and unable to escape hell or fire. So if when you are offering your gift at the altar, you there remember that your brother has any against you. So I read the verse 23 again. It says, so if you so if when you are offering your gift at the altar, you there remember that your brother has against you. Leave your gift at the altar and go. First make peace with your brother and then come back and present your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way traveling with him. Lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Verse 26, truly I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last fraction of a penny. 27, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. 28, but I say to you that everyone who so much as looks at a woman with evil desire, for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Verse 29, if your eye, if your right eye serves as a trap to ensnare you, or is an occasion for you to stumble and sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be cast into hell. 30. And if your right hand serves as a trap to ensnare you, or is an occasion for you to stumble and sin, cut it off and cast it from you it is better that you lose one of your members than your entire body should be cast into hell verse 31 it has also been said whoever divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce but i tell you whoever dismisses and repudiates and divorces his wife except on the grounds of unfaithfulness that is sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery and whoever marries a woman who has been divorced commits adultery verse 33 again you have heard that it was said to the men of old you shall not swear falsely but you shall perform your oaths to the lord verse 34 but i tell you do not bind yourself by an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Verse 36. And do not swear by your head, for you are not able to make a single hair white or black. Verse 37. Let your yes be, be simply yes, and your no be simply no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. Verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Verse 39. But I say to you, do not resist the evil man. But if anyone strikes you on the right jaw or cheek, turn to him the other one too. Verse 40, and if anyone wants to sue you and take your undershirt, let him have your coat also. Verse 41, and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Verse 42, give to him who keeps on begging from you 
and do not turn away from him who would borrow from you. Verse 43 You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44 But I told you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Verse 45 To show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the wicked and on the good, and makes the rain fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers. Verse 46 says, for, it, for if you love those who love you, what reward can you have? Do not even, do not even the task collectors do that? Verse 47, And if you greet only your brethren, what more than others are doing? No, sorry, verse 47. And if you greet only your brethren, what more than others are you doing? Do not even the Gentiles do that? Verse 48. You therefore must be perfect. That means growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind and character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity. As your Father, as your Heavenly Father, is perfect. Say so you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So that the that the chapter five. Now we move on to chapter six. Chapter six verse one. Take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men, in order to be seen by them, otherwise you will have no reward with and from your father who is in heaven thus whenever you give to the poor do not blow your do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites in the synagogues and in the streets like to do that they may be recognized and honored and and praised by men truly i tell you they have their reward in full already verse 3 but when you give to charity, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Verse 4 So that your deeds of charity may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Verse 5 Also, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by people truly I tell you they have their reward in full already verse 6 but when you pray go into your private room and closing the door pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open verse 7 and when you pray, do not heap up phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their much speaking. Verse 8 Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Verse 9 Pray therefore like this Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Verse 10 Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
verse 11 give us this day our daily bread verse 12 and forgive us our debts as we also forgive as we also have forgiven our debtors verse 13 and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen verse 14 for if you forgive people their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you verse 15 but if you do not forgive others their trespasses neither will your father forgive you your trespasses verse 16 and whenever you are fasting do not look gloomy and sore and dreary like the hypocrites for they put on a dismal countenance that their fasting may be apparent to and seen by men truly i say to you they have their reward in full already verse 17 but when you fast perfume your head and wash your face verse 18 so that your fasting may not be noticed by men but by your father who sees in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open verse 19 do not gather and heap up and store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through the and steal but gather verse 20 but gather and heap up and store for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal verse 21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be also verse 22 the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is sound your entire body will be full of light 23 but if your eye is unsound your whole body will be full of darkness if then the very light in you is darkened how dense is that darkness 24 no one can serve two masters for he for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other you cannot serve god and mammon where mammon is deceitful riches money possessions or whatever is trusted in verse 25 therefore i tell you stop being perpetually uneasy about your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink or about what your body what you shall put on is not life is not life greater than food and the body than clothing verse 26 look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them are you not worth much more than they verse 27 and who of you by worrying and being anxious can add one unit of measure to his stature or to the span of his life Okay, 28. 
And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 29. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, or you of little faith? 31. Therefore do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? Verse 32. For the Gentiles wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. 36. But seek first all his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things, things taken together will be given you besides. 34. Do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, be, will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. God bless everyone who, who came along. Um, so um, we've read chapter 5 and 6. And uh, as we read, we realized um, Jesus Christ talking to his disciples and, 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 and the multitudes about um, basically our walk with him. Like if you're in Christ, like basically what you're expected to do. So um, these two verses tell us things that we are supposed to do as Christians and how God expects us to behave as children of God. I believe you took some notes, and I believe God bless you. God has actually blessed you as we've gone through um, these texts. I highlighted a few ones. Um, the ones I highlighted, for instance, the um, Matthew 6, verse 34, we say, So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. Well, why the reason I highlighted the sense was basically because I feel like most times we are anxious about tomorrow because today today is not good. So we said, Ah, when will tomorrow come? When will my morning come so that I'll see a better day? Because maybe we are we are, we are troubled today. It doesn't imply that once you're troubled today, look at today, pray for today, trust in God for today. Let God be let God be the only person that trust that that gives you tomorrow. Put tomorrow into God. Basically, that's what I'm saying. I don't think about tomorrow. Plan you can plan for tomorrow. Yes, don't be ignorant about uh, about schedules and plans, but don't put your trust in those plans your trust in God that's what God, that's what Christ is telling us and also I, I highlighted a verse 33 which says but seek first of all his kingdom and his righteousness and then all these things taken together will be given you besides so he says you first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness so it means that we should we, we should put forth the, the pursuit of Christ first and his advancement of his kingdom also first. 
everything everything that we need shall be fulfilled basically that's what christ is telling us and also i highlighted verse 6 um, chapter 6 verse 21 which says for where your treasure is there will your heart be also so it, it, this is this is very simple and very straight for me that what you what you love basically the thing, the thing that moves your heart is where basically where your treasure is so 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 if so if your treasure is in is in money then implies that your your heart will be in money but if your treasure is in christ jesus if your hope is in christ jesus if your riches are in christ jesus then obviously your heart will be in christ jesus i i i wrote this down one time i think when i was listening to a preaching um we, we, we say this it's very simple see that i just read it it says if you if, if you say if you say that your hope is in god then you will spend your time with him it's, it's a very simple saying people, people most of the time people and myself i've been a victim and i'm sometimes still a victim i say that oh like i trust in god i trust in god but me saying that I don't spend time with him because I later after I the preacher, I felt like that's why basically I'm doing all these um, readings and podcasts it's not to, to know more about Christ and get to know more about Jesus. But I realized that through this podcast, it makes me learn a lot and also know more about my Savior. So spending time with God, I realized that if my hope is in God, then I need to really spend time with him. If I truly say that my hope is in Jesus Christ, then I have to spend time with Him. If I say that my my essence is in Christ, then I have to spend time with Him. It's, it's, it's very simple and straightforward because he, um, a parent can say he loves his child and doesn't spend time with the child. No, if you love your child, you make time no matter what, no matter what you find time for your child. Um, so, and I also highlighted um, chapter six verse twenty-two, which says. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. Listen, I remember Job. When Job said, um, I'm trying to get the verse. Um, I have, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. I have made, I'm trying to find the verse. Yeah, Job said it. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. Job, Job 31 verse 1, he says, um, he says, I have I made a covenant in my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. So 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 imply that as the Bible also says, it says that it says that like the eyes like the window to your soul. So so basically what you perceive, right? It's mostly it's mostly what actually corrupts you kind of or what affects you. So if you look at a lady with a lustful eye, right? It means your body also yearn for that particular lust. If you close your eyes and you don't even see, you don't even perceive anything around you, it's very hard for the for the enemy, for the for the devil to use that against you. So it means that we should be careful about it. Again, um, I'm trying to see what I also highlighted again. Um, okay, so in chapter five, yes, I also chapter five verse eight. I also highlighted this. I said, "You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, right?" It says, how can its saltness be restored? It is no good for anything any longer, but to be thrown out and thrown underfoot by men. So, so it implies that since we are the salt of the earth, once we are in Christ Jesus, 
and we are the light of the world, right? So it implies that then, if you've lost your light, if you've lost your saviness, if you've lost your essence in Christ, then, then what's what, what the whole point of being in Christ? What's the whole essence of being in Christ? If you've lost your essence, basically, that's what the Bible is saying. But there's hope in Jesus. There's grace. That's, that's what basically there's grace. So, so, so that when this moment comes where we feel like we are losing our saltiness, then we can trust in God to keep the fire burning. Then we can trust in Him to rekindle the desire again. Then we can trust in Him to, 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 to aflame us again in His glory. You see, so, so the Holy Spirit can help you to, to come back to life, can bring salt, can bring saltiness to your salt. I trust God so much that you know, even if you are lost, right? Even, even if you come to Christ and, and things are not going well and, and, you, and, and you seem dumbfounded and you seem lost, I feel like the Holy Spirit can bring you back because, because Christ says, right? He will leave the 99 for the one. He will never forsake his own. Jesus Christ never forsake. You see, he came, he, he came to die for you. It's not that it's not a he died for your sins, so it's not this mere sins that's what will keep Christ away. It's you yourself that will keep Christ away from you. It's by your own decision. When you fall, run to him. When you when you fall down, just, just get up and run to him. You just put out your hand. He's he's faithful to pick you up. Just trust in God. Through it all. For I like this one, say, through it all. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. So you see, the whole point is, you need to learn to trust in Him. See, it's, 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 it's basically not, not, not. You see, the, the whole point is the way we walk in this life. As we are walking, we are learning a lot, right? So we also need to learn to trust in Jesus Christ. As you learn to gain knowledge, you should learn to trust in your Savior. You should learn. To trust in Jesus, for He's faithful and just, not to let you go astray, but He holds you, protects you, and see you through to the end. If you only trust in Him, God richly bless you. I pray that, pray that whatever your heart desires, the Lord in His infinite mercies shall provide it for you. And I pray that whatever you're going through, the Holy Spirit will strengthen you and make sure your walk be a walk. It's not an easy walk. But with Christ, everything is possible. God bless you and have a wonderful day. And know that God loves you. God really loves you and he cares for you. God bless you. Hello guys. Um, God bless you for following this podcast. So right now, today we are reading Matthew 7 to chapter 8. And I start, we are reading from the Amplified Version. So, any other version, can you just follow up? Sure. Okay, so um, Matthew 7 verse 1. Do not judge and criticize and condemn others so that you may not be judged and criticized and condemned yourself. For just as you judge and criticize and condemn others, you will be judged and criticized and condemned. And in accordance with the measure you deal out to others, 
it will be dealt out again to you. Why do you stare from why do you stare from without at the very small particle that is in your brother's eye? But do not become aware of and consider the beam of timber that is in your own eye. Or how verse 4 or how can you say to your brother, let me get the tiny particle out of your eye? When there is the beam of timber in your own eye. Verse 5. You hypocrite. First, get the beam of timber out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to take the tiny particle out of your brother's eye. Verse 6. Do not give that which is holy to the dogs. And do not throw your pearls before hawks. Lest they trample upon them with their feet and turn and tear you in pieces verse 7 keep on asking and it will be given you keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you verse 8 for everyone who keeps on asking receives and he who keeps on seeking finds and to him who keeps on knocking will be opened. Verse 9. Or what man is deaf of you? If his son ask him for a loaf of bread, will hand him a stone? Verse 10. Or if he ask for a fish, will hand him a serpent? Verse 11. If you then, if you then, evil as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him? Verse 12, So then, whatever you desire that others would do too, and for you, even so, do also to add to and for them. For this is the law and the prophets. Verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wider is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction, and many are those who are entering through it. Verse 14, But the gate is narrow, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life, and few are those who find it. Verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you dressed as sheep, but inside are devouring wolves. Verse 16, You will fully recognize them by their fruit. Do people pick grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Verse 17, Even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the sickly tree bears bad fruit. Verse 18, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear excellent fruit. Verse 19, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Verse 20, therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of Father the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
verse 22 many will say to me on that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name verse 23 and then i will say to them openly i never knew you depart from me you who act wickedly so everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them will be like a sensible man who built his house upon the rock verse 25 and rain fell and the flood came and the wind blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock verse 26 and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not does not do them will be like a stupid man who built his house upon the sand verse 27 and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great and complete was the fall of it verse 28 when jesus had finished these sayings the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed with bewildered wonder at his teaching verse 29 for he was teaching as one who had authority and not as the scribes christ taught as if he had they said they saw christ as a teacher who taught with authority not like he taught but he taught as if he held the authority it's great it's great it's great it's great like, like jesus was awesome but but all these things that he said in terms of um, how to judge and how to build your foundation is is, is things that christians we need a lot like personally i believe that in order to in order to spew our judgment we, we all have ways of judging people like no matter what you judge someone but the whole point is how you judge what's your method of judgment what's your, what kind of judgment not 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 the result of the judgment but your process of judgment because in order to judge then christ is saying that look at yourself first cleanse your mind first cleanse your behavior first get right with god first then you can issue out a righteous judgment to your other your your, your the other person that's what christ is saying basically okay so i'm, I'm going back i'm going to verse um sorry chapter 8 i'm reading chapter 8 verse 1 when jesus came down from the mountain God, great throngs followed him and behold a leper came up to him and prostrating himself worshiped him saying lord if you are willing you are able to cleanse me by curing me and he reached out his hand and touched him saying i am willing to be cleansed by being cured and instantly his leprosy was cured and cleansed and jesus said to him see that you tell nothing about this to anyone but go show yourself to the priest and present the offering that moses commanded for a testimony and as and evidence to the people as jesus went into capernaum a centurion came to him begging him and saying lord my servant boy is lying at the house paralyzed 
and distressed with intense pains. And Jesus said to him, I will come and restore him. But the centurion replied to him, Lord, I am not worthy of faith to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant boy will be healed. For I also am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me, and I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, I tell you truly, I have not found so much faith as this with anyone, even in Israel. Mm, it's marvelous. This story is so marvelous. The extent of the faith of the centurion marveled Christ, like he marveled him. So he has not found it in the entirety of Israel. The whole of Israel, he never found anyone with this kind of faith. Verse 11. I tell you, I tell you, many will come from east and west and will sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons and heirs of the kingdom will be driven out into the darkness outside, where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Then to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant's boy was restored to health at that very moment. And when Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying ill with a fever. He touched her hand. And the fever left her, and she got up and began waiting on him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons, and he drove out the spirit with a word, and restored to health all who were sick. Verse 17. And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases verse 18 now jesus when he saw the great throngs around him gave orders to cross to the other side and a scribe came up and said to him master i will accompany you wherever you go and jesus replied to him foxes have holes and bears of the air have lodging places the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Verse 21. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Verse 22. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Verse 23. And after, and after he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Verse 24. And suddenly, behold, there arose a violent storm on the sea so that the boat was being covered up by the waves, but he was sleeping. Verse 25, And they went and awakened him, saying, Lord, rescue and preserve us. We are perishing. Verse 26, And he said to them, Why are you timid and afraid, O you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great and wonderful calm. Verse 27, And the men were stunned with bewildered wonder and marveled, saying, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? 
verse 28 and when he arrived at the other side in the country of the gatherings two men under the control of demons went to meet him coming out of the tombs so fierce and savage that no one was able to pass that way 29 and behold they shrieked and screamed what have you to do with us jesus son of god have you come to torment us before the appointed time verse 30 now at some distance from there a from there a drove of many hawks was grazing verse 31 and the demons begged if you drive us out send us into the drove of hawks verse 32 and he said to them be gone so they came out and went into the hawks and behold the whole drove rushed down the steep bank into the sea and died in the water verse 33 the headsmen fled and went into the town and reported everything including what had happened to the men under the power of demons verse 34 and behold the whole town went out to meet jesus and as soon as they saw him they begged him to depart from their locality wow they begged him to depart from that wow wow it's funny how when people experience the power of God and they and in this situation they they, they they beg them to leave them to leave their to, to leave their presence to leave their village to leave their where they their residence where they reside but in this world right now how this world is going many of us many unbelievers say that we want to see miracles we want to see we want to see what Christ can do we provoke people we provoke God Seeing that if God is alive, then why won't God cause a great miracle? And the Bible admonishes and tells us that people saw these miracles. People saw these miracles, but still they didn't believe in Christ. They rebuked him. They saw all these miracles, but still they rebuked him. So it's not it's not a matter of seeing miracles that would that would that would that would make you have faith in God. No. Presently, I feel that the only thing that can make you have faith in God is just look at what God has done. Not the miracles aspect, but Him coming down for your sake to die for you because He loved you. I feel like I feel like that's the greatest love. That that's the greatest love for Him to come down and just and just bear all the shame and all the sins and all the transgression, all the iniquities. All the sickness and bear them all onto the cross and die for your sake. I believe that is the reason why you should believe in Christ. The miracles are just bonus. The miracles are just a bonus thing. But Christ is the whole essence. Christ, you shouldn't come to Christianity because of miracles. You come to Christianity because of Christ. You should follow Christ because of Him, not because of the, the miracles are bonus. The miracles he bought, he said, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything is abandoned unto you. It means that seek Christ first. Seek him first. Seek the person first. Then other things, all the miracles, all the riches in glory shall be added unto you. It's not easy working with God. It's not easy seeking Christ. But if you seek him with diligence and with a pure heart, surely he will not forsake you. 
believe Christ is that merciful. I believe he's such God. If because why would he come down to this earth and come and die for you if he didn't have hope that you could you were able to change? He said, through me, he said he came so that ye might receive life and receive it abundantly. He came so that we might, is the word is might. He didn't come so that you will certainly receive. No, you might. It's, it's, it, I like the word might because it, 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 it's not certain that everyone will come to Christ. No. That's why Christ used to mind the word might. Might. You might know him. So I beseech you, brethren, or anyone listening to this podcast, that you know Christ for yourself. Know Christ for yourself. Not don't don't follow the crowd who follow miracles and the crowd who follow wonders and signs. Follow the man. Follow Christ. Follow the person, the persona. Follow the one who shed his blood on Calvary for your sins. And I believe that at the end of the day, glory and honor shall be unto him, not unto men, but unto him who came for us. Blessed blessed is the lamb that was slain. Blessed is the lamb that was slain. See, God is good. He's truly good and he's marvelous. And his works are marvelous in our sight. Just if if said if ye have if your faith is as little as the master sees, ye can tell this mountain, move and the mountain shall be. It's not easy to pursue Christ, but it's worth it. I, I don't want anyone to deceive you that when you come to Christ, it's an easy walk. No, it's not an easy walk. The person is deceiving you. It's not an easy walk at all. It's not an easy walk at all. Because you have to deny a lot of things. You have to deny yourself for a lot of things. I'm not saying that when you come to Christ immediately, no. It's a process. It's a consistent process. A consistent In Christ, the simple term for Christianity is consistency. Basically, that's it. It's about consistency. It's not like one day at one at, at a point in my life I was pure. No, it's not like that. Purity is a it's a it's a, life, it's a walk of consistency. It's not like at one point in my life I was pure. No, it's consistency. I pray that God gives us a spirit of consistency. I pray I battle with it every moment and every time when I wake up. I battle with it every single day, being consistent with my lifestyle. It's not easy. It's not easy for self-control. It's not easy to deny the flesh and seek the spiritual things. It's not easy to, to wake up and pray. It's not easy to pray. It's not easy to read your word. It's not easy at all. But the strength of the Holy Spirit gives gives us hope and gives us the the, the blood of Christ gives us hope and gives us a future. The Holy Spirit admonishes us each day as we move forward, striving forward for perfection. That's the whole point. You have to strive. No matter how you are beaten down, strive. Get up and push. Even if you are dying, get up and push. Someone said, if I walk and my legs are cut, I will crawl. If I crawl and my hands are cut, see, I will roll. I will roll. When you walk and your legs are cut, crawl. Use your hands to crawl. When you are crawling with your hands and your hands are cut, roll, 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 roll with your body, your entire body. No matter what, keep 
on moving in Christ. That's the whole point. Keep on moving. Don't be stagnant. There are points in your life, yes, you'll be stagnated at one point, at a certain point in your life. But at the end of the day, you make sure that you push. You gather yourself up and push. Gather yourself up and push. For for the, the night are long. The night is very long, long. But morning always comes. The dawn always comes. See, the dawn will always come. See, the pain that you are going through, it will surely end. It can take 50 years. It can take the entirety of your life. But at the end of the day, it will end. It's not easy to worship God. It's not easy to pursue God. Yes, I know for certain. It's not easy, Lord Jesus. But I communicate with Him. Tell Him that, Lord, it's not easy. Tell Him that, Father, it's not easy. He knows what you, what you are going through. He knows what's within your heart. That is hard. He knows. He knows that it's hard. But he's faithful with you. He's, he's, he's walking with you. That's what I like about God. He walks. He, he said, he said I, I, like, I like the prayer of David. As he said, see, even though I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with you. He's always with you. That's why I like Christ. He's always with you. Through that thick and thin. He's standing by your side, holding you. He's seeing you. He's seeing, he's seeing all the scars that you are taking. He's seeing all the all, 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 all the things you are taking inside. All the pain, all the suffering. But just walk with him. Yes, you walk, you walk with pain, yes. You'll be hurt, yes. People will abuse you, yes. People will mock you, yes. By the end of the day, know that Christ is the vision. Christ is the whole purpose. Christ is the end goal. And certainly, He will never leave you. Certainly, He will never leave you. Because I've, I've never known anyone who walked legitimately with Christ and Christ has forsaken that person. Never in my life have I known that person. The only people I've heard about is people who forsake Him. And that's a very sad story. I always, my prayer is I'll never come to a point in my life where I forsake my Christ. I forsake my Savior. I, I pray diligently that Lord will always be with me no matter how tough life is no matter even if even if I'm dying Lord let me be persistent with you let me die in you that's just my simple prayer almost every just die in Christ for what the whole essence of getting the whole world and losing your soul what the whole essence of, of, of getting all the money and all the fame and all the riches and losing your soul. What the whole essence? I'm not saying money is no good, but what's the essence of gaining it and win, losing your soul? It's better to win your soul and to suffer for it than, than to gain your soul, than, than to gain this world and lose that soul at the end of it. Because this world will surely end. No matter what. Once, once you have a life that is finite, then it implies that this world actually is finite too. So this world will have an end but the question is whether Christ comes or you go the question is there, there's an end to it people are saying that oh, well I won't die now or people are saying Christ won't come now and I'm like whether Christ comes now whether Christ comes hundred years thousand years fifty thousand years later or now it doesn't really matter what matters is how are you living for him Why are living? How are you living for him? As I'm saying this, I'm admonishing my own self. For it is not easy to work with Christ. It's not easy at all. But 
but, but, but the whole point is, it's love. It's certain and it's sure. See, God bless you. I don't talk to my but God bless you. And I hope that you know Christ for yourself and you seek him daily, diligently. At the end of the day, glory and honor shall not be known to men, but shall be known to our Savior. God bless you for sticking with me up to this point. So tomorrow we'll be going through um, chapter 9 and 10. And we'll see what God will have for us for tomorrow. God bless you. And I pray that a miracle come into your life. Whatever you're going through, God, I stretch my hand towards you. That God bless you. And God will weaken that pain that you're going through. And all the burden, I pray that God takes them. For he's the only one that can take our burden. And I pray, it's my prayer. That you see the light in Christ. That he touches your heart. And you walk in him diligently. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hello guys. Good day. I hope today is going well by God's grace. Um, so yesterday we read Matthew chapter 7 to 8. Today we're reading from chapter 9 to 10. I read. Matthew 9 verse 1 and Jesus getting into a boat crossed to the other side and came down to his own town which is Capernaum and behold they brought to him a man paralyzed and prostrated by illness lying on a sleeping pad and when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralyzed man take courage son sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted and behold some of the scribes said to themselves this man blasphemes he claims the rights and prerogatives of God but Jesus knowing their thoughts said why do you think evil and harbor malice in your hearts for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven the penalty remitted or to see get up and walk but in order verse 6 but, but in order that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth and on earth to forgive sins and remit the penalty he then said to the paralyzed man Get up, pick up your sleeping pad and go to your own house. Verse 7. And he got up and went away to his own house. Verse 8. When the crowd saw it, they were struck with fear and awe, and they recognized God and praised and thanked him, who had given such power and authority to men. Verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the task collector's office and he said to him be my disciple side with my party and follow me and he rose and followed him verse 10 and jesus and as jesus reclined at table in the house behold many task collectors and sinners came and sat with him and his disciples verse 11 and when the pharisees saw this they said to his disciples 
Why does your master eat with tax collectors and those sinful? Verse 12. But when Jesus heard it, he replied, Those who are strong and well have no need of a physician, but those who are weak and sick. Verse 13. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. not sacrifice and sacrificial victims for I came not to call and invite the righteous but sinners verse 14 then the disciples of John came to Jesus inquiring what why is it that we and the Pharisees fast often but your disciples do not fast and Jesus replied to them, Can the wedding guest mourn while the bridegroom is still with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Verse 16 And no one puts a piece of cloth that has not been, been shrunk on an old garment, for such a patch tears away from the garment, and the worst rent or tear made. Verse 17 Neither is new wine put in old wine skin. For if it is, the skins burst and are torn in pieces. The wine is spilled and the skins are ruined. But new wine is put into fresh wine skins. And so both are preserved. Verse 8 While he was talking this way to them, behold, a ruler entered and kneeling down, worshipped him, saying, daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will come to life. And Jesus got up and accompanied him with his disciples. Verse 20, And behold, a young woman, a woman who has suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. Verse 21 For she kept saying to herself, If I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. 22 Jesus turned around and seeing her, he said, Take courage, daughter, your faith has made you well. And at once the woman was restored to health. Verse 23, And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making an uproar and din, verse 24, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed and cheered at him. Verse 25, But when the crowd had been ordered to go outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. Verse 26, and the news about this spread through all the, that district. Verse 27, as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, shouting loudly, Have pity and mercy on us, son of David. Verse 28, when he reached the house and went in, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Verse 29. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith and trust and reliance, 
be it done to you. Verse 30, and their eyes were opened. And Jesus innocently sternly charged them. So see that you let no one know about this. Verse 31, but they went off and blazed and spread his fame abroad throughout the whole district. Verse 32, and while they were going away, behold, a dumb man under Behold, a dumb, a dumb man under the power of a demon was brought to Jesus. Verse 33. And when the demon was driven out, the dumb man spoke, and the crowds were stunned with bewildered wonder, saying, Never before has anything like this been seen in Israel. Verse 34. But the Pharisees said, He drives out demons through and with the help of the prince of demons. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of diseases and every weaknesses and infirmity. Verse 36, when he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. Verse 38, So pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and thrust laborers into his harvest. Chapter 10, verse 1. And Jesus summoned to him his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all these all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. Now these are the same, these are the names of the twelve disciples. Some apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Judas, not his, the, um, not his this um, Thaddeus, another Judas, not the um, Judas Iscariot. Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve, charging them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and do not go into any town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Verse 9 Take no gold, nor silver, nor copper money in your pursuit. Verse 10 And do not take a provision bag or a wallet for a collection bag for your journey, nor two undergarments, nor sandals, nor a staff. For 
the workman deserves his support. Verse 11. And into whatever town or village you go, inquire who in it is deserving, and stay there until you leave. Verse 12. As you go into the house, give your greetings and wish it well. Verse 13. Then, if indeed that house is deserving, let come upon it your peace. But if it is not deserving, let your peace return to you. Verse 14. And whoever will not receive and accept and welcome you nor listen to your message, as you leave that house or town, shake the dust from your feet verse 15 truly i tell you it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of sodom and gomorrah than for that town verse 16 behold i am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves be wary and wise as serpents and be innocent as doves Verse 17, be on guard against men, for they will deliver you to count for they will deliver you up to councils and flog you in their synagogues. Verse 18, and you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a witness to bear testimony before them and to the Gentiles. Verse 19, but when they deliver you up, do not be anxious about how or what you are to speak, for what you are to say will be given you in that very hour and moment. Verse 20, For it is not you who are speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Verse 21, But brother, brother would deliver up brother to death and the father his child and children will take a stand against their parents and will have them put to death verse 22 and you will be hated by all for my name's sake but he who perseveres endures to the end will be saved verse 23 when they persecute you in one town, flee to another town. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Verse 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant, nor is a servant or slave above his master. Verse 25, it is sufficient for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant or slave like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they speak evil of those of his household? Verse 26, so have no fear of them, for nothing is concealed that will not be revealed kept secret that would not become known verse 27 what i say to you in the dark tell in the light and 
which we hear whispered in the ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Verse 28. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather be afraid of him who destroyed the body and who destroyed both soul and body in hell. Verse 29. And not too will and not two little sparrows sold for a penny and yet not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's leave and notice verse 30 but even the even the very hairs of your head are all numbered verse 31 fear not then you are of more value than many sparrows Verse 32, Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before men and confesses me, I will also acknowledge him before my Father who is in heaven and confess him. Verse 33, But whoever denies and disowns me before men, I also will deny and disown him before my Father who is in heaven. Verse 34, Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Verse 35, for I have come, for I have come to put, for I have come to part asunder a man from his father, a daughter from her mother, and a newly married wife from her mother-in-law. And a man's verse 36, and a man's foes be they of his own household. Verse 37, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Verse 38, and he who does not take up his cross and follow me not worthy of me. Verse 39, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life on my account will find it. Verse 40, he who receives and welcomes and accepts you and welcome, sorry, verse 40, he who receives and accepts, who receives and welcomes and accepts you receives and welcomes and accepts me, and he who receives and welcomes and accepts me, receives and welcomes and accepts him who sent me. He who receives and welcomes and accepts a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives and welcomes and accepts a righteous man because he is a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Verse 42, and whoever gives to one of these little ones a cup of cold water because he is my disciple, surely I declare to you, he shall not lose his reward. God will bless you for following um, these two chapters, verse 9 and 10 in Matthew. Pray that you've learned something from it. Not feeling well, so... Um, Pray to, tomorrow we'll do the summary of it before I read tomorrow's um, 11 and 12. Pray that
that God richly bless each one who is listening to this podcast. I pray that the Lord will establish you on new grounds. And I pray also that the Lord strengthens you in your walk with Him. God richly bless you and have a wonderful day.